Harleen Garcia's injury appears to be a little bit more serious than we thought. And the first spring training cuts have been made by the Pittsburgh Pirates. All of that and more on today's episode of Locked On Pirates here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to that Pirates podcast, everybody. My name is Ethan Smith, your host of the Locked On Pirates podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, your Pittsburgh Pirates every single day. Hopefully you guys are all having a wonderful Wednesday, March 8th. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. We'll talk about them a little later. But on today's episode, the injury bug has hit the Pirates in a spot that they did not want it to hit the Pirates at all. Uh, Jarlin Garcia or Harleen Garcia, um, I'm pretty sure Harleen Garcia is the way to actually pronounce it, um, sustained an injury a few days ago, and it appears that um, the elbow and the shoulder appear to be fine. But he is unable to grip a baseball. This was reported by Justice De Los Santos and Jason Mackey from Pirates Director of Sports Medicine, Tom Tomchik, or Todd Tomchik. On Jarlin Garcia, Jason Mackey uh, reported this a little bit earlier today, about just a few minutes ago of me recording, actually. Uh, he said, this is probably not days and more like weeks before he begins to throw, if not longer. So it does appear that Harleen Garcia is going to need a couple of weeks before he can throw a baseball again. And that is a major, major, major setback for this Pittsburgh Pirates team. Now, namesake-wise, you would think, oh, that's not that big of a deal. But the fact that Harleen Garcia is like the only left-handed pitcher in the bullpen for the Pittsburgh Pirates right now outside of Jose Hernandez, who I talked about yesterday on the breakout episode, that causes some problems for this team because they need a lefty option out there and they're going to have to find one. Uh, there's not really any in the system for them. There's not really anything of value elsewhere in free agency for them to uh, figure out. So is this a spot? where you guys have heard me a couple of times mention just the amount of prospect depth, uh, depth that this team has, where you go talk to another team right now in March when you're not in a pickle in the middle of the season, because if this happened in July, you're just stuck. There's nothing you can really do about it. Right now, there's something you can do about it. You can get a guy integrated into your system pretty quickly and get him on this team before opening day. So is that something that the Pirates possibly mess with here? with the Harleen Garcia injury and the fact that he'll be out for several weeks because that bullpen is going to struggle if they don't have a left-handed option out there. And it, I mean, if he's not throwing for a couple of weeks, that's just not throwing. Then that gets into him ramping back up. That gets into his, um, his hand getting a little bit better with left arm tightness. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into this, especially for pitchers. And I don't really know what they do here. I mean, do they ride it out? Probably not, but that also puts a very hefty toll on a guy like Jose Hernandez, who they brought in from the Rule 5 draft, as the only left-handed option in the bullpen for them at that point. So 
I definitely think it's something that the Pirates will flirt with on the idea of the trade market, trade some of these lower-level prospects that you don't think you're going to be able to fit anywhere, and that's something that I think they could possibly do, and it's something Ben Sherrington should honestly flirt with doing because, again, you don't want this to trickle into the season and make it become a problem in season and then make it harder to trade a guy and harder to bring him in and all this other stuff. You want to go ahead and make that kind of move now because making that move now, again, as I mentioned, lets you get this guy into spring training. It lets you train him up, lets you do the workouts you wanted to do, lets him get ramped up with your team, and then you can decide on a um, a role for that guy because Harley and Garcia's role was going to be anchoring the bullpen as the – primary left-handed option and right now the pirates do not have access to that with this injury and it's very very unfortunate um also to add to this report robert stevenson uh through a side session yesterday so he's working on his next steps to return so things are going a little interesting in the bullpen for the pittsburgh pirates right now so i would expect that there is a possibility that you see some guys get some opportunities in this bullpen if injuries do continue because the bullpen was an absolute mess last year because of injuries, because of being overworked. You do not want that to happen again if you're the Pittsburgh Pirates because if it happens again, you can kiss this team having any sort of success goodbye because the starting rotation is pretty solid this year with what they have available at their disposal, but most of those guys are only going five at max six innings, so then you're having to figure out ways to figure out those other three innings that you're going to need work for. David Bednar is even a question mark right now in terms of how he's going to come back from the injuries he sustained last year and the slow ending to 2022 he had and the slow start to 2023 spring training that he's had. So this Harleen Garcia injury on the surface might not seem like a lot, but it is a lot in terms of this bullpen having success. And obviously, we want to see Garcia come back and do well. We want to see him anchor this rotation as the only left-handed option. Um, some more injury news out of uh, Tom uh, Tomshik. Termar Johnson will miss a minimum of six weeks from his original injury date. So now he'd probably be around the four-and-a-half to five-week range. So the Pirates' number one prospect in the MLB Pipeline prospects list is out for a couple of weeks as well. Um, but there is some good news on this. At least Harleen Garcia's injury is not super serious. But for the coming weeks, going into the beginning of the regular season, it's going to be an issue for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Jose Hernandez, I think he has the potential to be a very viable left-handed option in the bullpen for this team, but I don't think he's ready for that just yet. And that's what Harleen Garcia was here for. He was here to anchor that for now while Jose Hernandez gets some looks in the bullpen. And I think from Jose Hernandez, he'll get a little bit more um, playing time than we saw from Yuri De Los Santos last year, who was a Rule 5 pick the year before. I think you'll see him get a little bit more playing time, but again, we all know that those Rule 5 draft picks, especially pitchers, are usually stashed into that bullpen because they have to be on the roster for the entire year. And I think that's what they were planning to do with Hernandez, but they might not be able to do that now unless they do go and make a move for a left-handed arm somewhere via trade with some of these prospects that they do have, which is something that I would like to see. It's something that I would very much enjoy seeing as well. Um, but the reporting on this was great from everybody that uh, reported on it. The Pirates also do play a game today against the Baltimore Orioles. O'Neill Cruz, Rodolfo Castro, G-Man Choi, Cal Mitchell, Connor Joe, Chris Owings, Ryan Velade. 
Uh, Austin Hedges and Miguel Andujar are your starting lineup with Vince Velasquez going out there to pitch at 105 Eastern time. So you're going to be watching this episode, hopefully as a pregame to that. But if I learn anything more from the reporting on uh, Harleen Garcia, I will talk about it some more, but that's the impact of this. They lost their big left-handed arm in the bullpen and they're going to have to find a way to replace his production via free agency, via trade, or via Jose Hernandez. It just all depends on what the Pittsburgh Pirates decide to do in that market. And also, if you want to decide on some stuff to do in the market of sports gambling, make sure you go to FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more at FanDuel.com slash locked on. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. You can also build and discuss your favorite NBA bets for the week on Twitter. I like some fun stuff going on with the NBA. Of course, you guys see I'm decked out in my Clippers stuff today. They play at 10 o'clock Eastern against the Toronto Raptors. And you can include core markets like the spread, money line, and totals. There's player props like player points, rebounds, assists, etc. And one of my favorites is an exclusive bet at FanDuel, the two times three bet, which is two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. If you also want to stick to baseball, the Pirates' win total is still at 67.5. I would still bang the over on that because I think the Pirates are going to win 68 or more games. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and the official sports betting partner of the LockedOn Podcast Network. Alrighty, everybody, and welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast, where I'm your host, Ethan Smith. Hope you guys, again, are all having a phenomenal Wednesday, March 8th, as I'm coming at your airwaves on Spotify, Odyssey, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And on top of the Harleen Garcia news, uh, also, we got some news about the Pittsburgh Pirates in terms of players being cut as the first day of cuts in spring finally happened for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and it included some names of note, and that's why I'm talking about it. Now, obviously, none of these guys were going to be on the team on opening day, but they are still guys that could have some impact on the 2023 season or could just have some big impact in the minor leagues on top of being top prospects, with the biggest name of this group being Henry Davis who was reassigned. Uh, they also reassigned Matt Gorski. Lolo Sanchez was also reassigned as well. Uh, Malcolm Nunez, Leover Piguero, Kyle Nicholas, and Jared Jones were rounding that out. So the Pirates are now at 59 uh, players at big league camp in spring training. But you heard some of those names, and those are some valuable names to this Pittsburgh Pirates team. And I'll start with uh, Jared Jones and Kyle Nicholas, who both had a pair of strikeouts and didn't allow a run in spring training in their uh, appearances and very short appearances, may I add. But Jared Jones is an, uh, a guy to keep an eye on. He's kind of been under the radar 
uh, with the Pittsburgh Pirates in terms of the pitching prospects ahead of them in the system, like Quinn Priester, Mike Burrows, Luis Ortiz, and Johan Oviedo. But Jared Jones has some good stuff, man, and I think he can do very good things. Uh, do I think he's a starter? We'll have to wait and see on that. I do think he kind of projects better in the bullpen, but big name that also gets cut here to begin spring training. Also, uh, Kyle Nicholas, a guy that the Pirates are going to have to have close eyes on because he's going to eventually be a, hopefully a good return for that Jacob Stallings trade that also featured Connor Scott, who we also are still waiting for both of them to debut, but they already knew that when they traded Jacob Stallings to the Miami Marlins that both of those guys were still a few years away. Then you see um, Matt Gorski, who a lot of people have raved about uh, since his success last year. Sorry, I was looking for the right word. Uh, Matt Gorski had some good success last year. Uh, in spring training, he only saw six plate appearances, went one for six with one RBI and four strikeouts. Uh, that's one thing that I think Gorski will have to fix a little bit is the strikeout numbers. He does have very good power, though, and I think he will do phenomenal at the AAA level to begin the year and could knock on the door as a potential backup outfielder at some point this year, but there are a load of options that the Pirates have at their disposal right now as far as all of that is concerned. So I wouldn't be too crazy about Matt Gorski in 2023. I do think he might get some stints in there due to injury or due to some guys just not playing up to their potential. But do not expect Matt Gorski to be that big in what the Pirates are doing. Another guy that I don't expect to be too big um, in terms of what the Pirates have playing for 2023 is Lolo Sanchez. He had two for nine and scored two runs, including a solo home run against the Toronto Blue Jays a few days ago. Lolo Sanchez, one of those deep outfielders in that loaded group of prospects, very unknown commodity still. He's been here quite a while, but who knows when he'll debut. I'm sure he'll debut maybe next year. That's a, bi a big possibility. And he's also a guy that I wouldn't mind the Pirates using as a trade package to go get a left-handed pitcher uh, to replace Harleen Garcia, as I mentioned before. Henry Davis, of course, batted 167 with one for six, but he did draw three walks. He also scored four runs, had two RBIs, and two stolen bases in eight games in the Grapefruit, uh, Grapefruit League. So we're still going to get some looks at Andy Rodriguez. I have told you guys this. I still think Andy Rodriguez is ahead of Henry Davis in terms of when they will debut. I think Andy Rodriguez will go past that Super 2 date, probably debut in June or July. Henry Davis will probably be a cup of coffee guy this year. I think he'll come up late September or mid-September, get a couple of looks behind Andy Rodriguez at the catcher spot, and then we'll see what the Pirates decide to do with those two. Because a lot of teams, I don't think we realize this, a lot of teams will be very happy to have a future catcher at the caliber of Eddie Rodriguez and Henry Davis, just one. And the Pirates have two at their disposal right now, and it's going to be very interesting to follow throughout 2023 and even 2024 how they handle both of those guys. But so far, they handle Henry Davis as a spring training cut. So, I mean, there's 31 pitchers left, 28 position players left. So there's still a lot to look at here. I mean, Malcolm Nunez was another guy, um, and Leover Piguero were also mentioned in this. Nunez was one for eight with one run and two strikeouts. Piguero was four for 14 with four RBIs and a stolen base. So, that again, super early in spring training, and a lot of that stuff doesn't truly matter if we're going to be completely honest. But it is noteworthy that some of these guys were already taken off of the big league team in camp. And as you heard all the names I mentioned, 
none of those guys are going to be on the opening day roster for the Pittsburgh Pirates, but they're going to be guys that we're going to be taking close eyes on. I mean, Leover Piguero, especially with the shortstop position uh, with O'Neill Cruz, he's going to need a backup. Leover Piguero is a guy that could do that alongside Tukapir Marcano and maybe G1 Bay. But I think Piguero defensively gives you the best option defensively as a shortstop for the Pittsburgh Pirates behind O'Neill Cruz. So I'm sure people will be looking at what he has to offer. Obviously, Henry Davis is a top five prospect in this uh, team. He's going to be another guy that the Pirates need to get good looks on this year and see if he can take improvements in AAA and also stay healthy. Um, Malcolm Nunez, I've mentioned to you guys that he could possibly be the future at first base for this Pirates team, and he's going to be very integral in how that position is taken care of over the next couple of years. So we'll obviously be looking at Malcolm Nunez as well. And Jared Jones and Kyle Nicholas, you're always looking at good pitching in the uh, in the system. Both of those guys have the potential to be good pitchers. We'll see what we get from both of them. But that was the first wave of spring training cuts. That was the Harleen Garcia injury update as well. So now we're going to move forward and kind of talk about the rest of the spring and what I want to see. Key Brian Hayes is another thing that I'm very uh, uh, I'm very excited to see how he continues to play in spring. Um, O'Neal Cruz as well. We've gotten a lot of O'Neal Cruz, and we're getting a lot more O'Neal Cruz as well. Uh, I've liked seeing Mitch Keller's new cutter. I think that's been something that's been really nice to enjoy from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Rowanzi Contreras has looked pretty good in spring so far. Johan Oviedo and Luis Ortiz's battle between those two has been fun to watch. There's a lot of fun things to watch right now in spring training. Um, the World Baseball Classic also kicked off last night. Um, of course, David Bednar, Dwayne Underwood Jr., and a few others are all going to be representing their country. So if they do anything noteworthy in the World Baseball Classic, I'll bring it up. But I don't feel the need to talk about the World Baseball Classic that much here on the Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. But again... We get some baseball today here in just a couple of hours in Sarasota. It'll be O'Neill Cruz, Rodolfo Castro, G Manchoy, Cal Mitchell, Connor Joe, Chris Owings, Ryan Valade, Austin Hedges, and Miguel Andujar with Vince Velasquez kicking us off. I believe it is a radio broadcast only game on the Pirates side. I don't know if Baltimore is showing the game televised. But obviously, we'll be covering it closely, keeping the episode a bit short today. But guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Locked On Pirates podcast, as you always do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. We'll have Craig Toth tomorrow on our 500th episode of Locked On Pirates. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. Enjoy the baseball today, and I will see you on the flip side.